Hello, everybody. Welcome to this episode of How to Scale a Business. I'm on with Willem Belventhal, founder and headmaster of Indie Game Academy. Hey, thank you, Willem, for being on the show. Appreciate it a lot. Absolutely. It's great to be here. Thanks for having me on, June. Okay. Amazing. And instead of like asking, like, uh, how, how are you or tell me about yourself, actually, the thing that I'm curious is that why are you called most of the people that you work with called you as a wizard <laughs> of joy? Yeah, <laughs> I love that. That is uh, where we're starting. Um, yeah, so let's see. Um, at the beginning of time, no, I won't. I won't go quite far that that far back. Mm. Um, when I was uh, first a kid, the the first book that I can remember my dad reading to me was The Hobbit. Um, so so Tolkien, uh, high fantasy, that entire world has always gripped me, and it's been something um, that has always mattered to me. So when, for instance, I get asked about my idols, I often don't bring up real people. And instead, I say things like Gandalf. <laughs> <laughs> um, now, the Wizard of Joy came about because of the Indie Game Academy, which is my primary focus right now, which is a gamified online school for game developers. Um, and uh, we specifically call our community members wizards, because what we do mm. as game developers is we use the magic of basically motivational uh, design to create experiences that our players love. Um, and I happen to focus on businesses that make the world a better place. So Wizard of Joy just felt like it fit. The students thought it was dorky and awesome, and now it has stuck. <laughs> <laughs> and the, one of the things that I observe is that it actually, it's just amazing how things, how you can speak things into existence, hmm. because that's the thing that you're radiating right now. Yeah, to be honest, so to be straightforward. And I also what I also like about uh, you is that a lot of people like in gaming, like space, or let's say, uh, uh, in like m movies, like the one who created movies, uh, mm -hmm. they're more of like dreaming about things like imagining. So a lot of them are dreamer. Mm -hmm. But yours, this dream, you make you, you take action on it, then created yeah. something out of it. That's the thing that's um, amazing about it. And how did you like started the 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 indie academy this, yeah. this business that you have right now? Can you yeah, tell us a little bit about that. Definitely. Yeah, I love your line about um, you know making sure that you actually take action on things and that you don't leave them as mm -hmm. dreams. Um, I think that uh, for me that comes about partly because of like anxiety. <laughs> you know, if you're not going to do it now, you can't guarantee you'll ever do it. So you might as well you, you better do it now. Um, and that's been a mentality that I've always had. Um, now, as far as starting the Indie Game Academy, uh, interestingly, it's the only business I've started where I just kind of like took a random shot in the dark. Like I didn't do any design ahead of time. I didn't decide on mission, vision, and values. I didn't find a co-founder. Um, I had been teaching specifically Unity engineering boot camps for another organization called Playcrafting, who are wonderful. You can look them up. Um, for a couple of years, I was their San Francisco sort of liaison. Um, and I felt like after a couple of years of doing that, I identified what students actually needed. And it wasn't technical know-how because that's everywhere. You can go on YouTube, find out how to make a game in 15 minutes. Um, what actually people need, at least in the indie game space, and I would argue in many educational atmospheres, is just a chance to try it out. So basically what we do is we put people on multidisciplinary teams and we just have them build a game together. And that's mostly what we do. So it's kind of like a pre-accelerator or something. Um, so I had this idea grabbed a couple graduates and just kind of was like, hey, you want to try this? I just have this idea. Um, and they decided to jump in. I asked for money right away and they paid that money and they almost immediately loved it. Um, fun fact, we called ourselves Hackubator back then. Terrible name. 
Uh, we updated to <laughs> Indie Game Academy later, and we've just been iterating and making it better ever since. That's a pretty good story back there. And um, it, it really like um, distinguished like the drive uh, behind. But um, in talking more about like in business perspective, I know every businesses have their yeah. challenges and their struggles. So that that's the question. Uh, that's where my question is going. Yeah. What's your like greatest struggle, and how yeah. did you overcome that in, in like building this business that you have? That is a great question. I think um, so. Business challenge, challenge for the business itself, separate from me, is uh, just. Um, lead generation, finding people who want to join this program. That is, I think for 80 to 90% of businesses, that's always a challenge. Um, we are fairly premiumly priced, but honestly, more mid-level than anything for the kinds of classes mm -hmm. we do. But there are also so many other programs out there. Um, we do things a little bit differently than, than pretty much everyone. So once people have tasted our programs, they often love them and stick around. But getting them to come in and try that that first mm -hmm. class can be a challenge. So definitely lead gen is one of the hardest ones and continues to be one of the hardest ones. Um, but personally, because I think founders don't realize how personal running a business is, um, organization, man. I am I'm a game designer, you know, I'm a, a chaotic creator, and uh, that doesn't mix very well for running a business. <laughs> mm. Yeah. There, there's a, there is a point in there. But how did you like um, like immerse yourself into the, the business world, like personally? Um, yeah, I mean, I guess I just tried it. I've always been a kinesthetic learner. I've always learned best by just doing. Um, you know, I can watch a YouTube video or read a 300-page uh, book, and I won't learn as much as if I just sat down and, and gave it a shot. Um, so really, I just started trying. So um, I got my start at Lumosity. They're the brain training game people. I acted as a hybrid engineer game designer there. Um, spent four years making brain training games, which was really cool. Um, left and almost immediately started my first company called Mew and Me, which funnily enough was video games for cats uh, that teach you more about them. Um, and it mostly didn't work. <laughs> but I learned a lot and I think um, you know, by just trying, you're, you're kind of drinking out of a fire hose and it's really obvious really quickly where the cracks are. Hmm. And, um, the, you know, the, the answer you provided, it, yeah. it sounds definitely real because it's not like about like always like magic, like unicorns and yeah. like strawberries and cake. It's, uh -huh. it's not always about that. You fail. It's usually not about that. <laughs> it's <laughs> usually, usually just a grind. <laughs> I agree. Totally agree with that one. And um, how do you stay up to date with the stay latest trends that we have right uh, now in development? Like everything is like Shiner to get your attention. How do you yeah. stay on top of that? That's a good question. I guess I don't have much of a system for that. I think um, one of the things that's wonderful about my business is that we've managed to create a really sterling culture. Um, every one of our students loves what we do. Every one of our students wants to see IGA succeed. They contribute to helping IGA grow and they contribute to helping each other grow. Um, and so as a result, um, mostly my method, if you even call it a method, is hearing stuff from my students. <laughs> they'll come in and they'll say, here's this new thing. I think it's going to change stuff. You guys should run a class on this. Um, and, and that's mostly how we find stuff out. Our, our students act as our uh, like sensor network or something. I, I also agree with that one. Actually, a lot of people like learn things for, from other people. It's because the time that they have, uh, they like dedicated in, in doing something and developing something and focusing, like learning something. So they just find a way 
um, to to like learn more things um, from the things that they're doing. So you said you're engaging with your students. That's that's pretty efficient way, man. So yeah. um, that that's that's an amazing thing. But how do you like measure? Do you have like? Can you speak any metrics or KPI mm. to to measure like um, uh, an effectivity of like growing your business? Uh, effectivity of growing the business or the business itself. So. Uh, the, the the business itself yeah so like effectivity of the of the classes yeah um that's a good question so we have a couple of kpis that we follow um the core ones are just with are mostly just having to do with growth so simply discord members is one of the ones we're constantly focused on mm. um because we've seen a positive correlation with the number of people who are active in the discord and how likely people are to stay um makes a lot of sense for any community oriented business where when more people are around, are talking to each other, it feels more lively, it feels better, you wanna stay. Um, so one of our core KPIs is just how many people are in the Discord, and that's really easy to measure. Mm. Um, the other one is just revenue. I mean, I don't need to talk about that. It's important to make money though. <laughs> um, and then for making sure that the classes are working well, we have a couple of things. We do um, just a net promoter score. Um, and then also we do, we, we felt like a net promoter score wasn't like, um, wasn't a stat that we could broadcast publicly to try to uh, uh, talk about how effective we are. So we have a weird stat that honestly we're still workshopping. We just call we just call it currently number of positive career impacts. Um, and so we're just measuring the number of people who say to us that they've had a positive career impact. Um, we could measure just number of jobs or number of startups that came out of our school, and we do do that. Um, but it we wanted a bigger number, I guess, is the bottom line. Mm -hmm. So number of positive career impacts has been the one we've been uh, experimenting with lately. I see. I see. And the challenge that you said also earlier, one of it is like like, like yeah. lead gen. Yep. But as of right now, in, in getting the, the students or um, in getting this uh, people that's that's in your academy, mm -hmm. can you is there like a specific tactic or, or tool sure. that's particularly effective in like, in, <laughs> in like marketing? Yeah, we could have a whole episode about this one. Um, there is a bunch of stuff that we've done. So one of the core ones, and this is one that I think can apply to pretty much any service business out there, um, mm -hmm. is we just have a product funnel. So we've got some, uh, essentially we have three levels that are our core product. These levels each represent one program. So level one is a weekend long taster. Level two is a month long intermediate class. And level three, which is where 70% of our revenue comes from, is the big kahuna that's our three month long program where you work with a team under the guidance of seven industry professionals. Um, so that big program, really hard to convince somebody who doesn't know who we are to jump into that. Mm. But that small one, that weekend long one is 50 bucks and we offer, you know, 50% off and stuff like that all the time for it. So, you know, you're going to, you're going to come in and get an entire weekend, eight hours of live lectures in our castle. You literally take a class in our castle, um, for $25. Um, and that, feels like an amazing deal for people because it is. Mm -hmm. um, but once they try us, it's a it's a drug they can't like, shouldn't call it a drug, but you know, it's an experience they want more mm -hmm. of. Um, so I would say product funnel, just take what is amazing about your product and make a teeny tiny bite-sized version of that and then put that out there for very cheap and actually advertise that more than anything else. Because once they try out that little taster, um, they're much more likely to funnel into your larger products. And it will be like a snowball effect. Exactly. But yeah. I'm, I'm not sure if that is the right term, but just giving them a, a small piece of it yeah. and then 
if they're able like to distinguish or determine um or experience that yeah. piece they will like come back for more yeah and that That's product like, is is harder to measure success on because mm-hmm. you're not you're gonna if you're doing well with that entry-level product you're probably breaking even on cost but you have to remember that the core purpose of that is is to convert people into those higher classes anyway those higher uh products whatever they might be i agree i agree yeah. so that i i cannot imagine like how like much work that you put into developing that particular um set of mm-hmm. um like, like product that you have that will like um pull them to the, yeah. the actual like the, the entire program that you have mm-hmm. and in general sense can you talk about like the the principle let's say like the core tenants that you have for let's say for yourself even for yourself either for mm-hmm. yourself or for your business yeah uh just core tenants in general or in a, on a particular topic it, like the core tenants that you have why you establish yeah. this business like okay. the foundation let's say that's more let's it's more like general thing so yeah the foundation okay. of your life what's established where you are right nice now. love it uh so as a game designer there's a concept called core pillars um which is uh usually three core statements that give the vibe the sense the energy that the game is supposed to give to players um so the example i always use the guy who taught me about this is a guy named dave bennett um he worked at shell games um they built a vr game called until we fall i think i might be wrong about that um, but one of their game design pillars was become a sword god and you know that is a perfect encapsulation of how they want their players to feel so our our gameplay pillars maybe um, at the indie game academy are number one multidisciplinary environments um, so we strongly believe when you're working in games you are almost always working with a bunch of different people so if you're a back-end engineer, you're not just working with back-end engineers, you're also talking to the artists, the game designers, the project managers. Everybody is coming together to build this game together. So multidisciplinary is something we do that most people don't actually do. Most other programs are a game design program or an engineering program, and so you only work with those people. So multidisciplinary teamwork is one of those big ones that we focus on. Second one is just publishing games. Um, really important, like literally if you do nothing else for your game design or game development resume, just having some finished games that you can show off to recruiters matters so much. So our second pillar is just publishing games. You know, get them out there no matter how good they are. <laughs> and then number three is to gamify like heck. Um, that's our third pillar. Um, so we are game designers, we are game developers. The primary emotional deliverable that we give to our players is fun and joy. And so why would our classrooms not be the same way? I, I totally agree with that one. And um, the, the information that you provided, it's yeah, it's 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 super insightful. And about the the acting part, regardless yeah. of like the skill that you have, if you're not like doing the actual thing and keep on yeah. repeating doing that, um, it will be like difficult to, to 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 develop or to to grow further. Yeah. So, um, actually, that that's pretty much short. But I just, if anyone like wants to uh connect with you, um, let's say I wanted to enroll to this program, is there yeah. like um like something that they can um is there like takeaways that you can or like opportunity that you can provide to them yeah sure um listeners yeah so if you're interested in joining any of our programs i would recommend you go to the website indiegameacademy.com um if you want to uh know about me or follow me the best place would be on linkedin so that's willem delventhal w-i-l-l-e-m-d-e-l-v-e-n-t-h-a-l um and yeah i think that would be the best place to start for either uh getting into our discord is like 
it is a super wacky, wonderful, supportive place. So if you've been trying to find some people to get you pumped up about making games, I've got the place for you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's amazing. And I just want to let you know, Willem, that majority of the people that are listening to our show are mm -hmm. the ones that are in software uh, okay. industry, or software space, like small to yeah. medium-sized businesses. Yep. So um, last thing that I'll be asking to you is what advice can you give um, to, to, to these people? Let's say, for example, uh, the ones who's listening who wanted to like build their own business in yeah. this space. Because yep. a lot of, um, you know, a lot of people like branching out yeah. Especially in, in the in the gaming industry. It's really like prevalent like right now, like a lot of like teens and like yeah. kids are like who doesn't love game, right? Yeah. It's like men are born <laughs> for adventure. And you can find that in a game. Yeah. So for those who wanted to start a business in the space, what's like the best advice that you can provide to them? Sure, yeah. In the game industry specifically? Specifically, yeah. Yeah. Um man, that's a good question. Um I think uh I think you know what, here, here's one of them. Um, so one piece of advice is to vet ideas first and don't be married to any specific idea. I give this advice and I fail to follow it myself um, a lot of the time, but um, it is really tempting. This is something I see in my students all the time and other people that I advise. It's really tempting to have an idea that just feels perfect and assume it's perfect and then start investing your time, your energy, your life into it. So what I want anybody who's listening to do is to just spend a second to ask if it's actually a strong idea and to compare it to other ideas. Um, there's a, uh, something that we teach called a concept funnel or a concept validation funnel, if you want to sound smart. Uh, and it's just a, a simple way to take a lot of ideas and reduce it down to the one you're going to focus on. And ultimately, you know, you don't even need to learn that. The main thing uh, for you to know from that process is just compare ideas against each other. So take a couple of those concepts, a couple of those things that you're excited to build, um, put up some Facebook ads, see which ones perform best, talk to some people about it, ask some potential users what they think. Um, and then the, the second part about that is I want you to focus on revenue as soon as you can. Um, get people to, there's a really popular technique now where you uh, get people to pre-purchase something that literally doesn't exist yet. And that's how you test if it's going to work. And you just have a very generous refund policy and you let them know it's gonna take months for them to get the product. Um, but if you can get a couple of people to pay you for something that literally doesn't exist, then invest in it, <laughs> but don't do it until then. <laughs> That's just amazing. You yeah. actually provided a structure uh, uh, on yeah. doing it. And the good thing about it is that not just like acting on your idea, but making sure that these ideas work, like comparing it to, yeah. to, to, to the other ideas. Yeah. And again, the, the information that you provided to us today, it's super insightful. And we'll, we can consider it uh, as a liquid gold. So nice. it's really our honor. Um, I really love your enthusiasm. No doubt, that, no doubt about the 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 thing that they called you, uh -huh. wizard of joy. <laughs> the wizard of joy. <laughs> yeah, I, I yeah. agree with that. I agree with that. That is something that you're that, that manifested in you, which is so amazing. <laughs> is there anything else that you want to like to promote? Um, I don't think anything else to promote. I'd, I'd love to have you come follow on LinkedIn. I'd love to have you check out the Indie Game Academy. Um, I think perhaps not to promote, but just to uh, give some comfort. Um, one of the one of the core like um, one of the core uh, something that's incredibly important to any founder is just belief in energy, getting yourself going because um, you'll start to doubt yourself almost instantly. Um, but what I want all of you to understand is just you can do it. 
it might not be exactly what you're aiming for. It's going to wind up branching off. Different things are going to fail and other things are going to succeed. But the only way that you're going to start that journey is by starting that journey. So, you know, get in your little canoe and jump on the river and probably you're going to go down a couple paths you didn't realize and get stuck in the mud and maybe sink a few times. But that's just that's just how it works. Enjoy it. <laughs> <laughs> that's just amazing. And yeah. thank you so much for this wonderful words, words that you provided. Actually, the simplicity, it's in there. But actually, to be honest, a lot of self-help books that I've read as well. Yeah, That's how it works. Just just do it. That's yeah. why Nike have like that tagging. Yeah. Do it. <laughs> Nike amazing, knew the man. secret the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> we really appreciate it. Again, it's our pleasure Sorry. having you in our show. Yeah. Thank you so much, Willem. Thank you. Take care. Okay. Goodbye, everybody. And everybody that's listening, see you in the next episode. Cheers.